Why, hello everybody, it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. I hope you're all doing well out there. I hope you're all staying safe, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. I uh, really appreciate Love doing the show, love the format, love the feedback we're getting, um, and I really appreciate all of you. Hey, Steph, what's going on? Hello. Hi, everything's great. What's going on with you? I guess getting lots, a lot of stuff done, a lot of writing done. A lot of eating, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of eating. Uh, there's been there's been food, um, but no, just uh, staying focused, uh, getting a, a lot done, and and uh, appreciating. You know, it's something like this is it's, you know, I I use perspective for everything. So something like this really does act as a filter. There are events in life that act as a filter, and and this is one of them. You know, so you get to see in in a in a situation like this, the who's who and what's what, and you kind of get a head start. I get a lot of messages from people who, you know, they they read the stuff that we share about cutting cutting people off and creating healthy boundaries and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, this sometimes they don't have the courage or they don't know how to start it. You know, sometimes it's just getting that that motion towards healthy boundaries that they need. Uh, well, this helps. <laughs> this helps a lot of people because it does. It sets up a boundary that you have to comply with. And so I think that for me also, you're just seeing that at the at the other side of this, when when we go back to normality in that sense or whatever the new normal is, uh, some people will stay socially distanced in your life. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> this has created that momentum to healthier uh, standards and for a healthier environment for the people around you. Um, so that's uh, that's something that I'm appreciating now for myself and for everyone else. And also things that I've identified about myself where I, I know I, I, I am, I'm behaviorally sound and not don't have the willpower. I thought I was just really good at avoiding bad food situations <laughs> not <laughs> not so much that I was fighting off the temptations but I was really good at avoiding those situations so I'll go back to being really good at avoiding those situations but uh, in the meanwhile I have definitely strengthened my resolve uh, against horrific food decisions yeah, social distance yourself from the fridge <laughs> no kidding you are <laughs> not kidding you know what happens is is the fridge isn't even my problem Mm -hmm. My problem is that I live in New York. I live in the heart of it all. There's <laughs> endless delicious food. It's not like fast food. Mm -hmm. It's endless delicious food from mm -hmm. top restaurants that are literally steps away from where I am. So right. that's the challenge. Fridge isn't, I'm in no danger of making myself something. Mm -hmm. I would rather walk a block and have amazing food made than walk three steps to the kitchen and make it myself so it's it because of where i live i have uh, i have that option but again things will will traject into the new normal and within that new normal i will find myself a little stronger as far as willpower goes a little stronger um, but definitely more aware of the fact that i have some good behavioral patterns and i'm going to stick with those Boom. Nice. Good. I do not have that problem because I am quarantining in Utah. So there's not great food options. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Utah. You're but not in you're the heart of it great. all? No. So. <laughs> but, but I appreciate I appreciate you taking the time to do the show. 
and, mm-hmm. uh, and and sharing this with with our listeners, and we appreciate it so much. Did did you get good? We're getting good feedback from the last shows, right? We're gonna keep doing this. Yes, in fact, we got so much feedback about about a meme we posted, and and also an Instagram poll we posted that our entire show was based on relationships and red flags. Oh, pretty cool. We like red flags. <laughs> We don't like red flags. <laughs> no, no, apparently I love red flags. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things I look for. <laughs> apparently it's one of the things I find attractive is red flags. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not alone. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's, it, you, you get to the point where you start laughing and just recognize it. It's like, it's kind of like, and I know I liken it to food a lot because relationships mm-hmm. are relationships. And I think the most, the thing we have most in common in our culture anyway, where, where food isn't a problem, um, mm-hmm. is that you do find that. So just like I'm saying, Hey, I have to curb my relationship with unhealthy food because I'm attracted to unhealthy food. It's mm-hmm. like the, the less healthy you are for me, the more I crave you. Um, you have to laugh at the fact that there are, there are those of us that feel that same way about people. And it's right. like, Oh, flags. <laughs> You're fl- I'm enchanted by your flags. <laughs> Let me slalom down this mountain and avoid all these flags and then wonder why the hell this ends in, in, in absolute dramatic destruction. And so, uh, I'm glad that people wrote in and, and I'm sure that some people are, laugh about it like I do and and others Mm -hmm. uh, do not well I you know I didn't I did not see a comment that said I don't relate to this we got hundreds (laughs) of comments and they were all haha me too why do I do this how many red flags are too many well that was that Bob Ross meme right the, yes, the, 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 the me and relationships. Let let's turn let's turn these red flags into pretty little trees. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's so true because you do mm-hmm. you do try and justify. Do you know what I mean you 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 try and justify what would normally be a red flag? Like if your friend said it to you about a relationship or someone they're talking to, you would justify it in some way. Mm-hmm. But when it's happening to you, you're like, oh, let me, let me, let me see. Let me see. This isn't so bad. You know, to your friend, you, you would, you would tell them, oh no, that's crazy. That's a red flag to you. You're, you'll try and, uh, you'll try and be the lawyer, you know, as opposed to the judge with everyone else. You're the judge. When it comes to you, you're the lawyer. It's funny how that works. So why, why is that? Is that the fear of being alone or like the chemical reactions we're experiencing getting in the way of our judgment? I think it's a little judgment? of both. You know, I know people who are in relationships and, and the fear of being alone outweighs the, their incompatibility. I know people like that. I don't understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But some people are like that. Some people, especially second, secondary and third, fourth, fifth relationships, and they're leaning into a little older age. You know, that filter kind of goes away and there, there's, I know some, plenty of people that are like, oh, I'll stick with this person because it beats being alone. Where to me, that's a death sentence. But to someone else, they're okay with it. Um, and, but, and again, in the other place, um, there are people who, who are just attracted to it. You're just, you're just attracted to it. You don't know how to get out of that cycle. You don't know it's a cycle. You know, at least, at least I became aware that it was a cycle 
Um, there are plenty of people that, that think it's reverse. Why do I always end up with this kind of person? And it's like, wait a second. You, that's a great question. The answer you're looking for <laughs> isn't, isn't it, though. You are the answer to that question. You keep projecting the same thing. You keep watching the same movie just on a dis- different screen. You know, and, and when, why is this movie on? Because you're, you're the one putting it on. You're the one that's attracted to it and allowing this for your life. Why, you're, what you're saying is, why am I adding all these same ingredients and ending up with the same thing? <laughs> well, because that's what you're doing. And, and some po- sometimes we realize we're the one who's adding the ingredient. Um, mm. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we, we blame the creation and, and say, why did this happen? Well, ignoring the fact that we're we're the ones adding this these ingredients oh wow that's really interesting yeah well you know what it is it's like uh, steph nobody knows this like we talk about it like i'm talking about it and and it's it goes back to that thing you know life life is simple it's just not easy Mm -hmm. that that's the the practical application of wisdom is what matters that's that that whole discussion about about academia and practicality like it's you'll always know knowledge is important and it is important to know these things and have that academic that academic insight to you know the academics will know that a, a tomato's a fruit and that's important to know that but wisdom and practicality that knows not to put it in fruit salad <laughs> do you know what i mean and so yeah. we, we some of us know these things or we discover these things but Nobody has it figured out. If you had it figured out, the self-help personal growth industry would not be a growing industry. It's mm-hmm. a growing industry because we don't know what works yet or we don't know how to apply what we know. It, it becomes a challenge because this human condition, the human experience is so ever-changing and flowing that you don't know what's true for you today may not be true for you next week, next year, next month. It does, you don't know. And so it becomes this ever-flowing uh, series of ideas, and, and, and if you have the courage to put them in practice, you find out what works for you, what doesn't. And sometimes it helps you to see what works for someone else, or at least helps you to know that someone else is going through it. You know, to, mm-hmm. to know, I think that's why our transparency, my transparency, is really important in this, because I like people to know, hey, dude, I go through this too. Oh, you think you are the one that invented bad being, being uh, uh, lured into bad relationships? Oh, you think you invented bad food decisions and people decisions? No, no, I mastered that shit a long time ago, and and still hold on to the world record. You know, like it's 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 something that you do, and so um, to know that we're all in this, and that nobody has it figured out. The person that says I have it figured out, run for your life, because they have it less figured out than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're trying to convince you they have it figured out, they have it less figured out than anyone else. And so we go through this, and we and we try, and 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 we we recognize and we justify, and and, and we'll see that we're justifying, and and we try and learn stuff. It's just you're just trying to learn. No, it's it's again. We're all just trying to learn and to be the best version of ourselves, the healthiest versions of ourselves, and to figure out the ways of navigating to get there. You don't think that overweight people know they're overweight? You don't think when I was 25 pounds heavier, I didn't know I felt like shit? I didn't know I looked like shit? I didn't know I shouldn't be eating my third slice of pizza in a row? 
Of course I knew every second of it. You don't think I didn't know I shouldn't have that cake or all that ice cream? Of course I knew it. You didn't think I knew, you know, eat, eat healthy and exercise was the way out of that? Of course I knew it. I just, it, the, the application of doing it and sticking to it is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge to break through. And, I, and, and, and it took me to understand that my, how my brain works and why it works the way it works and, and why my brain is trying to talk me out of a healthier lifestyle for, for uh, at least a month trying to, hey, come on, man, let's go back on the couch. Come on with that Sarah Lee pound cake. I mean, it, <laughs> and, and so you think, oh, man, I just suck. I have no willpower. I have no strength, no fortitude. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Turns out you have a healthy brain, but it took me to know these things, to know that my brain is efficient and trying to stay efficient so it doesn't want to build all the passageways, bridges, and tunnels it needs for this new behavior. So it try, tries to talk me out of my, uh, into my old behavior so it doesn't have to do any work. It's doing its job, talking mm-hmm. me out of changing my behavior. That's why it's so difficult and takes so long to create new habits and behaviors. So Steph, again, we're all just going through it. And, and the more honest we are about that, the, the more impactful we're going to be to each other and the more helpful we're going to be with each other. So I think in relationships, you know, being honest and saying, hey, we've all been that Bob Ross. We've all been that person. Let's turn these red flags into pretty little trees. We've all done that. And uh, mm-hmm. we cry for a while. But later on, we say, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. And we can laugh. <laughs> I I almost feel like there's, you know, the the recognizing the red flags and things like that. There's there's more emphasis on that and less emphasis on on not being that red flag person. Like, don't lie in <laughs> don't lie in the beginning of a relationship. Well, Be- it's it's so difficult because everyone's trying to gain something. Mm-hmm. No one goes into a relationship because you want to give. Like, you're not like, oh, oh, here's a person I can just give to. No, you're looking to be in a relationship. That means a, a give and a take. You're looking, some, this person makes you feel better. You make them feel like, ideally, there's a balance of, of give and take. But it, a, a lot of times, depending on what's happening in your life, you, you will present into something. And so it is difficult to be 100% honest to whatever degree that means. And I know the people right now, there are people right now be like, oh, no, I'm always 100% honest. You're, that means you're the least because it's, it's not. It's what you're presenting in the beginning. You're presenting the, 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 the best version of you. And it's, and it's not always the most honest version. It's not always that. You know, we are kind of layers like the, the first version of us that people meet is kind of our resume version or our social media version of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the layers and you get into uh, ideas of past relationships and stuff like that. And and, and that's where the the mistruths start coming in, because <laughs> we try to paint over our own lives. You know, we try to kind of Photoshop our histories and that that. When we do it, it's called the photoshopping. When we do it, it's it's kind of perspective. But when someone else does it, we call it a lie. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it it becomes again that 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 challenge of understanding why people are the way that they are, and understanding what what incompatibilities there are. You know, you, you almost everyone you talk to, their past relationship was was a hundred to nothing, hundred percent the <laughs> other person's fault, 
and they were just nothing but a saint. Have you ever? Mm-hmm. I've I've never talked to anybody in 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 that way that was like, oh yeah, man, I was just I was a nightmare to deal with, and you know they finally <laughs> got sick of me. Never. It's always the other way around. It's it wasn't mm-hmm. really a hundred to nothing. I've always met the most perfect women on earth. <laughs> like, was it really a hundred to nothing? And all of you, your exes were sociopaths, every single one of them, and you were nothing but a saint. All I did was be a saint, and they were a sociopath. A hundred percent? It can't be true. And so, but you recognize that it isn't out of malice. They are trying to kind of brushing up on, um, brushing up on uh, on their past. And so you have to recognize and weigh those things as well, because, again, it can't be true that it's 100 to nothing. It can't be true. And there Mm -hmm. are certain flags that you see that you might hear them say that that being the guy, you know, the guy's point of view. So there are certain things they are like, oh, it seemed that way, but it wasn't that way. And, And so you have to balance that out because not all lies are malicious. Some people, again, are just trying to clean up their past. Sometimes they're embarrassed by it. Uh, sometimes it's how they genuinely see it. So again, mm-hmm. Steph, we have to balance that out. It can't be so black and white, but when it comes to some flags, it's totally black and white. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so like the the more, well, for lack of a better word, dangerous red flags, you're saying that there's some things that maybe you can work around like Hey, I know you're being dishonest. Like you can be truthful with me. It's just the way they see it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's again, it's, it's the, uh, I don't even use the danger. There are some dangerous red flags for the 0.0001% of ax murderers <laughs> out there, you know? Yes. But for the most part, it's, it's incompatibility red, red flags. Oh, I like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like it, it's, it. it's mm-hmm. not so much that it's dangerous for me, but mm-hmm. that I, that this can't be a long game. And that's where like dudes tend to turn into big liars. And I know this is really unpopular to the guy listeners. And I always get shit on for this because they're like, dude, you, you divulge too much, you know, backstage information. And it's not that it's not us versus them. It's, it's relationships. And a lot of times guys will notice the flags and they'll continue to talk a long game. Mm-hmm. But they know that in their mind, you just turned into a short game. You just don't know it yet. Oh. Yeah, it's horrible, but it's the truth. It's the truth, and it's and it's and and again, the guy may or may not look at it as malicious, but it's it's never good. It's never <laughs> it never ends up pretty because of that. But you will see those things. So for me, it's more of like it's a uh, and we could do we can do much to the chagrin of of I can't ever speak for women because I'm not one. But so I could ex- speak to the experience of thousands of people I've I've spoken to. But I can't ever really speak to the experience of of women, mm-hmm. um, just just what I, they relay to me and my interpretation of it. But for dudes, one hundred percent, I can speak to that experience, <laughs> both listening and having participated in it. Yeah. And so, uh, to, like I've said, I've been I've been a saint and a devil my whole life, so I can speak to to all angles of it. And um, we should do a whole show just on that, just a whole show that'll get every dude on earth to hate me. Uh, yeah. Except for the honest ones, the honest dudes would be like, "Dude, yeah. that sucks," but yeah, yes mm-hmm. to what he said. Um, right. But as far as the red flags go, it's really just an, an incompatibility thing. Like, and especially as you get older, you know, to to recognize 
those type of things. Like something that you're, you know that you're incompatible with, you kind of see it early. And if you're already ne- negotiating with yourself, like, oh man, can I put up with that for, for a long time? If you're already asking yourself that, the answer is no. <laughs> Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. if if it's if it's that early, um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of flags and we know it when we see it. We ask people advice. Don't forget, advice is what we ask for when we already know the answer, <laughs> yeah. but wish we didn't. If you're asking me, you already know. Like when we I forgot what what thing we posted, but I've got a, an influx of messages like, "Well, I think it was the ghosting thing. Well, this and this and this and this." And I was like, you're asking me, you already know this answer. They're like, shit, I do know the answer. I was just hoping you would give me some reasoning. Yeah, the reasoning is it's shady as fuck. That's the reasoning. And well, you have to decide whether you want to deal with that or not to, to what, your, what your angle on this is. If you're looking for a long-term relationship and someone you can trust, no, run for your life. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a short-term relationship with someone you can absolutely not trust, then yay, congratulations. <laughs> for you know, for for those who didn't see our Instagram story, we wrote if someone seems into you but then ghosts you, then comes back, can you trust them? Right. And and the answer was overwhelmingly no. Um but again with the the Instagram stories and Facebook stories, the poll just says yes or no. So we get a lot of people who explain. Yeah. And let me tell you, the more you explain, the more you sus- you are susceptible to that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And people who will, will, well, you know, they told me they were, you know, this was this and they were so busy and that's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, conv- you're trying to convince me with the same bullshit you convince yourself with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But but when this breaks down down the line and you wish and you say, I should have paid attention to those flags. Just imagine my smirking little face (laughs) because it's just how it goes. And I get it. Believe me again. You you did not invent ignoring red flags and then having it, you know, smack you in the face. I'm a professional at that. How many times I was like, oh, this is bad. And don't let me jump in. This is bad. Every flag says don't do it. What's my next move? Jump in with both feet. And and then, and then a little bit down the line, be like, shit, why did I do that? Yeah. And then, you know, next one. Oh, jump in with both feet. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it, it, the reason it's funny and sad is because 100% of everyone goes through it. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, the more you have to justify it, I stick to that that idea and the older I get, the more I'm, I, I really think that there's something that, to it that truth comes in sentences and lies come in paragraphs. Hmm. Like truth is simple. Lies are complex. And that, that's true when someone's trying to sell me some bullshit. And it's also true when I'm trying to sell myself some bullshit. Oh, right. Like... This person's really into me and then they disappeared. Or this person's really into me, we're texting and then they say, hey, let's just switch to XYZ app and text through <laughs> there. Every cell in my body knows some, some fuckery just happened. Mm-hmm, right. But what, what, do I, what do I do? Easily, again, truth is, comes in a sentence. Hey, man, that doesn't seem right. That's shady. Boom. Because you know why? Because that's true. But instead, I say, oh, well, you know, 
that it could be it's because it's late and you don't want to bother anybody and they you don't want their text thing to wake them up and like all that thing that it becomes a paragraph so more than likely it's bullshit so you know that kind of stuff uh steph i think that that people understand and and we we hate to think it's true but inside we know it's true and and the older i get the more i'm realizing it is really simple like that i think Mm -hmm. that's why people enjoy what i write because it's simple and to the point and it resonates as true and things that are out there that are long winded and go around and all this stuff it just resonates smell like and feel like bullshit right yep there's this there's this um quote i saw i don't think it's i think it's an unknown quote but it said as we gain confidence in ourselves red flags are no longer red flags they're deal breakers yeah we just it's i agree like you Mm -hmm. as you gain confidence in yourself also, mm-hmm. when you get like perspective of what your life is, like at some point, and I don't know, I've known you for a long time, Steph, so yeah. you you can say some point in the time that I've known you, um, something clicked in my head that would resonate with, I guess, that, that when you gain confidence in ourselves, but it wasn't so mm-hmm. much confidence as it was like the realization of how short life actually is. And how much I don't want to deal with bullshit. Mm -hmm. And at some point where I can stop being such a selfish asshole and also not steal that from someone else because their life is also short. So if I know that you're in, you're into me an eight and I'm into you a two, let me make that clear to you. Like, hey, you're at an eight and I'm at a two. I'm not, I'm not going to budge. If you become spectacular, I might, you might see me at a three, but if I'm at an eight already, like someone should see you as an eight. Also, you should have Mm -hmm. somebody that misses you during the day. You should have that. And I'm not that. And I'm just taking up your time because you're, 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 because you're avoiding the red flags on the other way. Like, Hey, he doesn't seem that into me. You're talking yourself out of those red flags and the real real news is you shouldn't be talking. You're throwing away your time in the in the hope that I will eventually be at an eight. I'm not going to be at an eight. You're not an eight for me. You're great. You might be a 10 for someone else. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. You're just not an eight for me. And so somewhere along there, that realization came to me as well. And And those flags become deal breakers. But just, again, dis, disinterest, general disinterest. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see anything like that, general disinterest, where I want to focus my time, energy, and stuff on on different things, and not, not, uh, not navigating slaloms of red flags, mm-hmm. because it doesn't even mean again, it doesn't mean they're bad. It just means they're not good for me. Yeah. So what I see as a red flag might might be someone else's, you know fantastic like if 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 what i see is like if someone's like oh i i would never want kids or something like that to me that's like oh huge red alert incompatibility right right someone Mm -hmm. else might be like dude i found someone who doesn't want kids this is amazing (laughs) you know so what i consider red flag might be their paradise right so i don't even view it as bad i just view it as compatible or incompatible Mm, I like that. I really like that. Incompatible. And again, well, Brooke- it's, it's it goes both ways. At some point, you know, you start realizing that it's, you're not the only person on earth. 
-hmm. And it goes both ways. Like, hey, you should, that person, not only are you a red flag for me, but, but that person, if they're ignoring the red flag that you are, you know what I mean? Then mm -hmm. you can kind of help them out and just at least be honest about it and say, hey, listen, you have this super duper, you know, different view. You're in a different relationship with me than I am with you. Oh. And that that happens a lot, a lot. If you read into a lot of the messages we get and you read into a lot of the relationship issues people have, it's because they're both in different relationships with each other. And and they don't see it. We can see it because it's presented to us like that, but they don't see that. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to see it also. And now I, I, I don't have that time for nonsense for myself and I don't want to steal that from them either. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's going to help a lot of people. We have some questions. You want to answer some? Yeah. Yeah. Some feedback? Yeah. I, I, yeah. We have about another 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have that. All right. Okay, great. So Brooke, Brooke wants to know, well, what about the red flags that aren't so in your face? How do you know it's a red flag and not just an insecurity that you can help them through? That you can help someone else through? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what it is. Again, just make sure that you're being honest. Look at the one I just said, kids or no kids, right? So you want mm -hmm. kids, but you're with someone who does not want kids. Now, you can look at that as that's a little insecurity because, you know, they had a bad childhood or whatever kind of thing. <laughs> but that's a wager that you're making because you can't then try and change someone. And then when it doesn't work out, you're like, shit, I just spent all these years. And, and turns out they're exactly mm -hmm. what they said. Yeah. And so that becomes, it depends what it is, but, but I, I become less and less of a fan of that. And I'll tell you why I, I don't see life is so difficult to change yourself, right? Like, remember I told you before when I was 25 pounds heavier and I wasn't any taller. So I look like I was nine months pregnant. I don't <laughs> come from genetics from people who are overweight. So so being the first generation that had plenty of calories, too many calories, you know, most of my ancestors are poor. And so mm -hmm. they were all probably just struggling to eat. And we're the first generation that, that has plenty of food, too much food. And so finding myself 25 pounds overweight, I, I didn't really gain weight anywhere else. Maybe my face was a little puffier, but it just, mm -hmm. I look like a, a little puffier face version of me who was also nine months pregnant. And, and so it, it wasn't evenly distributed and I didn't love feeling that way. It felt like I, I would be out of breath, like tying my sneakers. I mean, I think about that now as a, as a athlete, <laughs> I think about those <laughs> five or six years that I was so out of shape and just drunk and like just unhealthy completely. Right. Just poison all around me. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, there wasn't a time I, and I knew you then Steph. Yeah. And you would hear me be like, but like, I have to, I can't live like this. Like, and I know the answer. Why is it so difficult to change? And it is one step, one step, one step. And, and it's so challenging and I'm not alone in this new year's resolutions are, are, are commonly a joke because not because people make them, but because they know how hard it is to keep them. Almost nobody keeps it. 
So people take their money, their, their, the little money they have left over uh, at the end of the month, they use it and join a gym and they really want to. They're, they are sad like I was, overweight, don't feel good, don't want to feel better, look better, just feel healthier in general, all these things. And they want to change that. They're crying looking in the mirror. They want to change with every cell in their body. But why can't they change, Steph? Because it is so challenging to change yourself even when you want to with every cell in your body, it is challenging to change yourself. We all know this to be true. So based on that, how challenging it is to change yourself when you want to change yourself? What chance do you have of changing someone else <laughs> who may not even know they have the issue? If I know how hard it is to change myself when I'm crying about what I need to change and it's still so hard, it's still mm -hmm. so challenging, what chance do I have of changing someone else? And so I freed myself from that burden a long time ago. So I love the question and I understand the question. But you have to take that as a risk because you're not doing that for them you're doing that for you, and it's your risk. Oh, wow. That was powerful. It's, it's what I do. It's how yeah. I roll. It's how you roll. All right. Thank you, Brooke. All right, let's get to Diana. Diana, Diana asked, how many chances should you give someone if you really love them? Chances of what? That's, that's, the, huge, that's the huge thing. How many chances? How many chances after they punch you in the face? How many chances after they, you know, after they what? After they cheat? Like how many chances of what? I don't know. She wasn't specific. Yeah, that it, that's 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 a question you have to be specific on. Mm -hmm. For me, again, um, I I go the other way now in the sense of I don't give chances as much as I accept what they are. So if you act in an XYZ manner and, and I see that you, and it's not a deal, complete deal breaker. You didn't punch me. You didn't cheat that kind of thing. But you know, a certain behavior I didn't necessarily like, I will definitely allow for human behavior and stress and all that stuff. And, um, and would probably let it, let it slide. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it happens again, then I don't, give you a, another chance as much as I have to ask myself, okay, this is them. They showed me the first time and I talked myself out of it. And now they're showing me again. This is them. This is who they are. It, can you deal with that? More often than not for me, the answer is no. But that you have to, Diane's got to ask, you know, see that for herself. And again, if you're writing in, you already know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that earlier. If you're, yeah. if you're looking for advice. If you're looking for advice for yeah. how many chances, it's because you already know you gave too many. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I mean, that's a really good answer to something that... And you know what, Steph? At the end on. of the day, there's 8, there's 8 billion people on Earth, and there are people out there, and, and I know I get shit for this, but it's the truth. There are people out there who don't make you ask questions like that. Mm. 
There are people in my life who used to make me wonder kind of shit. How many times will I let this person clobber me? And now, you know what? You have a healthier environment, healthier people around you, and you could just say, you know what? There are people in this life don't, that don't make me wonder this kind of shit. And if you're making me wonder this kind of shit, why are you in my life? Why? That's crazy. And so I get it, but I have a very tyrannical view of that now. Mm -hmm. There are people in this world that don't make you wonder how many chances to give them. Sorry. Again, I get, can you, get can me you say that again? Up. You get For me the people in the back? Up. You get me worked <laughs> up, but it's the truth. There are people in this world who don't make you wonder how many chances you should give them. That is the truth, and I don't, I don't settle for shit anymore. Wow, raise the roof! All right, so we, uh, okay, so we got a response to a quote we posted, and the quote was: "Sometimes you need to stop seeing the good in people and start seeing what they show you." So we got a response that said, "Steve, I thought we were taught not to prejudge people. I always like to take the time to know someone. I guess it's just that." There are so many people in my circle who think they know me better than myself. It's just too hilarious. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. You know, it's, yeah, okay. I, I, again, I have a different, just, I, I don't, I'm not as, I'm not as loosey-goosey as I was with that. Mm -hmm. it, it never worked out for me. Never. Not once. And you know how many people I've known? You know how many people I've been close to? You know how many people I've, I've been in relationship, you know, personal, professional, intimate, like, and it never worked out with, for me. That's why I laugh about my fascination for red flags. It's just like saying, you know how many delicious cheeseburgers and pizza places I know? Do you know how many? Yet none of them made me healthier. None of them. None of them helped right. me get abs. I know a bunch of places, they're delicious, it's amazing, but at the end of the day, none of them help me get abs. And there are people like that too. And and yeah, you, maybe maybe you don't um uh, uh you don't prejudge people. I don't prejudge people. I I go in knowing they're people, right? So I don't prejudge them. I know what they are, which is people. And the second they behave a certain way, I know what they are. Now, I can choose to spend the rest of my tr time trying to adapt to them and or change them or just recognize that they're just not for me. You're right. There are people who walk down the street, Steph, and they go to a yard that has a fence and there's a dog that always runs to the fence and acts like it wants to kill you if that fence wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are people who will walk through in that same path every single day and every day try to convince the dog, here, puppy, puppy, and meanwhile the dog wants to kill you. It doesn't bark any less. It doesn't want to kill you any less. There are mm -hmm. people who will still do that every day. And then there's people like me who will just cross the street. Oh, right. I cross the street now. I used to try to change those. But why doesn't the dog like me? But why does the dog want to bite me? But why? I don't know. I don't know. But it's a dog who bites and I'm staying away from it. I used to try and figure out why the dog wanted a bite and can't it see that I'm the nicest person it's going to meet and I'm the most unbiteable person. But no, it's a dog that bites. So I stay away. 
and I look at people the same way. I love all people like I love all dogs, but I stay away from the ones that bite, and I do the same with people. Love all people, but if you seem like you're one that's going to be harmful to me, I'm not going to try and change you. I'm not going to try and convince you of some shit. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to cross the street, and I'm going to keep that distance. Figure out your own stuff. You want to bite other people, you bite other people. You want to not bite other people, don't bite other people. For me, you present it as one that bites, I'm staying away. Oh, I love that. Okay, that's awesome. You got to simplify your life. We spend so much time thinking about relationships and we say that and we're just bullshitting ourselves. We're not thinking about relationships. We're trying to think about how to keep a healthy mindset in a poisonous relationship. That's what we're doing. And we mask it as, let's think about our relationships. and that. No, that's not what you're thinking about. You're thinking about how to keep sane in an insane situation. How to keep healthy in an unhealthy situation. How to keep love in an unloving situation. That's what you're thinking about. That's what you're buying the books about. That's what you're writing to me about. And it's not something we should be doing. Because the second you're in a healthy relationship, guess what you're not thinking about? How to keep it healthy. You're not thinking about that. You don't realize it until you get out of the unhealthy relationship. And when you're in a healthy relationship, that's when you realize how unhealthy you were before. But, but I, you have to simplify your life. And when you're like, oh, let's talk relationships. That's not what people are talking about. It's let's talk how to keep sane in an insane, how to keep healthy in an unhealthy, how to keep, how to keep uh, motivated in unmotivating, how to keep, well, that's what we're talking about. How to deal with the fact that we're in something we should not be in. And I stopped participating in that. Wow. Oh, you're on a roll. You well, it's relationships get me, man, because they've wow. been they've been you know the 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 blessing and the curse of my life. And and I have been and even at my healthiest, at my unhealthiest, like I was that too. Why the fuck would you be in a relationship with someone showing so many flags, so unhealthy, so lost as a person, so like why would you do that? How did you talk yourself into being in that? You know, like it's in, in every direction. I've been on all angles of it. I've been the greatest person on earth to be in a relationship with. And I've also been the worst person on earth to be in a relationship with. And so I get it. I'm honest about it. I'll tell you the ins and outs of the brain and what's happening and what you're thinking and all this stuff. I'll tell you that. And, and, and having experienced that, it's just like, oh, you got to simplify. The answers are simple. Life is simple. It it's just it's just not easy. And so navigating it isn't easy and you, and you have to make that decision for yourself. And then you realize how unhealthy everything else was. Yeah. Yeah, I want people to rewind and listen to that again. That was really good. You want them they're, to rewind? If they're not taking notes, oh, is that outdated? I think it might be. I don't think it's wound anymore. But I guess what it would be, what would it be? Go back. Go back. I don't, I don't know. know. Forward, backward. I don't, I don't know. know. But <laughs> I don't know. it was really good. Thanks. I, I really yeah, feel you know too. you know me. You've heard me say this mm -hmm. in private conversation. This is just how I feel. Like it's not. Yeah. It, it's. 
I can't stress enough how amazing it is to not have to think about the unhealthy aspects of a relationship, not have to think about what that woman was it Diana wrote how mm-hmm. many second chances or how many chances, yeah. how great it is to not have to think about that mm-hmm. and it and just recognize that it's just so uh, you liberate yourself from so much when you avoid that and and you can just be shoot from the hip and and just be hey this is what it is if you don't like then then I'm not for you that's all and and that's and and you you may be great I may be great you may be great for someone else and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah and that's okay pain you know pain happens when we argue with reality and oh. and, and the the thing where you can see it mostly true is in relationships they shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that they shouldn't do that. I'm so good to them. They should appreciate. I'm so that all those things, you may be right in the sentiment of it. I was so good to them. They shouldn't have cheated. I was so good. They should treat me nice. You may be right, but you're not right because they did cheat. They don't treat you nice. They don't like, so you're arguing with reality and that's where your pain comes from. And that's not even the kicker stuff. You know what the kicker is? While you're stressing about this, they are having the best time. <laughs> you know that there's a, there's a saying in Italian that translated to English is, "While you're holding a grudge, the other person's out dancing." And oh, it's yep. so true. You're stressing how many chances should I give? How many? And they're doing the thing or thinking about doing the thing that you hate that has you thinking about chances. <laughs> like it's so crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, no, you gotta free yourself from that. It took me forty years, but you gotta free yourself from that. Wow. I'm sorry, I keep talking. Uh, we we have more time for more questions. Okay, uh, we're good with questions. Yay. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I sent you a a note to look at the I hate small talk. That quote we posted is one of our top posts, uh-huh. and I was gonna read it, but I I want you to read it because I like the way that you read things. The I hate small talk. The, yeah. So, again, this goes back to that idea of of second chances and wasting time and. You know, and and I can't reiterate that enough. Who was it that wrote about second chances? Uh, Di- Diana. I, I feel like I feel like Diana. I don't want you to feel attacked. I want you to I want you to know that this is the most common thing that we get. It's also the question I had asked myself the most in the relationships in which I was doing more, in the relationships mm-hmm. in which I felt I was being mistreated. That was the question I asked myself the most. How many chances? How much of this more? How much more of this can I take? It, it takes different forms, that question. Can, are they seriously doing this? Is this really it? Again, they're going to do this? Again, like, How come they don't say sorry? And then suddenly I, I found myself like, okay, you can commit an atrocity, but at least say sorry. And then it's all better. Like I was doing that kind of same pitiful shit that we do. I was doing that same thing. And you have to, at some point, you just have to stop. Wishing someone would be something they're not is a waste of time and it messes with your head. So just know that the truth does hurt a lot sometimes. 
And I hate to be the one to break it to you, but in reality, you're stressing and agonizing about ending a relationship that they left a while ago. So just know that that's it's just the most common thing. And and when we talk about, you know, stepping into healthier relationships, yeah, I, small talk is, is dead to me. It's just dead to me. Mm-hmm. The, the what up is dead mm-hmm. to me. There is so much. We live in an information age, but nobody says anything. We live in, a, in, in the age where you can have knowledge about anything. You can research and study anything and no one says anything, Steph. So I hate small talk. I'm completely disinterested. I want to talk about atoms, death, aliens, sex, magic, intellect, the meaning of life, faraway galaxies, uh, the lies you've told, your flaws, your favorite sense, your childhood, what keeps you up at night, your insecurities and fears. I like people with depth who speak with emotion from a twisted mind. I don't want to know what's up. I want, I want depth. I want vulnerability. I want you to just be you. I don't want the hundred to nothing story. Tell me where you were poisoned. I don't want that. I conquered the world. Tell me where you did something silly. Tell me where you were flawed. Tell me those, those things. I love that because I'm that too. Tell me you're perfect and I'm sleeping. Tell me it was 100 to nothing, your last relationship, 100% someone else's fault, and you're an angel, and I'm sleeping. I don't know anything about you other than, number one, you're lying to me, and number two, you're an incredible snooze. Ah, tell me everything. I want to know it all because I have those things too, and most of the stuff we don't know. Aliens, atoms, all these things, we don't know. And what a great conversation to have. Um, and yeah, that's just what I'm into now is, is that depth, depth of conversation, depth of learning and and curiosity. What's Mm -hmm. sexier than, than, than healthy curiosity. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad that you read that. That was really good. Thank you. The, the, oh, we posted, oh, you know what? We posted a picture of you in, uh, the, the Steve military 27 years later, young Steve. Oh, oh, and uh, yeah, from from 18 and then 45. Yeah, we got so many great comments about that, but specifically about what you wrote with it. Yeah, um, let me just find it here. Um, yeah, I mean, that uniform still fits, which is crazy because the last time that I wore that one, um, so the one when I was 18, I, that uniform was obviously used, abused, and and lost. But that, <laughs> the one that I'm wearing in the picture as a 45 year old, that one uh, was my last my last BDU. It's uh, called a battle dress uniform. I don't think they use those anymore. I think they use something else because again, it was nearly 30 years ago. Um, <clears throat> but I was 22 when I wore that last, and that that's my actual shirt that I wore in the military, my uniform at 22 years old. Um, that was my last uniform top as far as the battle dress uniform goes. And, um, and yeah, what he wrote was 20, 27 years later, the uniform still fits, but this man barely remembers that boy. The space between these pictures, the wins, the losses, the laughter and the tears, the births and deaths, the victories and the scars, they shaped me. 
Today I offer my scars what, what you call wisdom. As insight I have gathered from tearing into this world and having it tear into me. My scars are a receipt for time purposefully spent. They are the memories I proudly point to while most people timidly speak of their dreams. I cherish the space between these two pictures for who I am now and for who I am to become. If not to shape me into a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better brother, a better friend, then all of my experiences, successes, and education will have been a selfish waste. Cheers to more spaces between pictures. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. good. That's a... That was a good uh, picture grouping that that you did, so that was pretty cool, and I can't yeah, believe how um, how long ago that first picture was because I can yeah. I can that was done at a firing range, so I remember it because it was my I want to say it was my first one, and I was 18 years old and barely I was only a few months into my 18th year, and mm -hmm. um, it was probably a month after I graduated high school was when that picture was taken. And um, I can almost smell the gunpowder. <laughs> like it's uh, it's it's something I'll never forget. So thanks for putting that together, and and yeah. and uh, I'm happy to write anything when you when you when you do stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Are we doing a a Steve Reads today? We are. I sent you a relationship one. So you're you're sticking <laughs> to this theme. You know, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph plays the game. You know what gets me going. I you, do. You know, like, oh, hey, we're just going to knock out a quick show, Steve. Do you mind? We're going to just set this up. Okay, cool. And then you know you press this button, and then I don't shut up. You know, uh, yep. you, you know what you're doing. But I, I think that it's it's important that people – that people know that and it's important that they that they they get a good perspective on relationships. Mm -hmm. Remember, perspective is what does it for us. You know, that's that's something that's a game changer for me. Quick little life hack game changer with when it comes to relationships or anything, just when it comes to life in general. Is that um perspective is everything. Uh, they call it the egocentric paradigm, right? So they say that they, being cognitive scientists, say that 100% of your life happens in your head. 100%. So Steve is a story I'm telling myself. Stephanie's a story you're telling yourself. And I wake up Steve every day. You wake up Stephanie every day. It's called the persistence of self. Scientists aren't sure exactly why it happens, but they know that it happens. And, and as long as you maintain that healthy brain, that Steve story stays intact, right? And so that's huge because perspective is the story you're telling yourself about the things you see and experience. So things happen and you label them and you place them within the parameters of the story that you're telling yourself. So perspective is literally everything. So you have to remember that a life hack is that perspective makes all the difference. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. Remember the sun, you know, we talk about, I love sunrises, sunsets. You know, I'm a, I'm a classic romantic when it comes to that kind of stuff. For me, the, the, the dream date is always going to be walking uh, along for a, a beautiful sunset, a beautiful sunrise. To me, that is always the dream. And, and so, but you have to remember perspective 
It's not what you look at. It's what you see. The sun never actually sets. It's our perspective that makes it appear to set. Our sunset is someone else's sunrise. It's all perspective, right? So if I'm walking down down a beach, right, I'm, I'm getting my, my Capitan Romantico, right? I'm getting all <laughs> romantic and I'm walking down the, the beach for a sunset and I'm saying all the poetic stuff I want to say, Steph, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm doing that while watching this incredible sunset. At the same time, not at a different time, at the exact same time that I'm having this incredibly romantic walk during a sunset, on the other side of the globe, somebody else is having a romantic sunrise walk, looking at the same sun. I see a sunset, they see a sunrise, we are both correct. Because the sun is doing neither. It is our perspective that makes it appear to. Our sunset is another sunrise. So it's all perspective. So how would your life be different if you applied this truth to the things that cause you stress? So letting go isn't about erasing the past. It's about looking at the same event and seeing something different. It's perspective. Activate this power in your life. Take the pain and poison of the past and allow it to nourish a newfound wisdom. Tell yourself a more empowered story. Remember, you can't change the past, but you can change the labels you place on events. It's all about perspective. It's not what you look at. It's what you see. I used to tell, uh, um, maybe it's in the very first book, um, where I would talk about funerals for relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd have people, you, you don't have a time machine, so you can't go back and change the relationship, but you can surely go back and look at it differently. When we say sometimes the greatest messages come out of the greatest messes, it's not because anything changed other than your perspective. You get a better view of things. At the time, it seemed so horrible, but now I look at it, they, they, didn't, they didn't break my heart. They freed it. By breaking my heart, they released me from the chains of a horrible relationship and allowed me to become available for something better. That's perspective. That's not a time machine. That is perspective. I don't know if time heals. I don't know. I know a lot of people who have been hurt for a really long time and it doesn't seem to be healing. I know a lot of people who change their perspective and heal almost instantly. I don't know if time heals, but I do know perspective does. That was for all of you out there. Now you want me to read. It's time for Steve Reads. (laughs) (laughs) And today's piece is called Set the Standard. And it is from the... Which book is this? Unapologetically You. This is from Unapologetically You. Set the standards. How do you feel when you walk into someone's house and it looks well-organized and pristinely clean? You immediately feel the need to kick off your shoes at the door and it, and it doesn't occur to you to eat on the couch or make a mess in any way. 
Do you feel the urge of impeccable behavior when you walk into someone's house when it's dirty or a mess? No, of course not. There's no need to. You see, without saying a word, but simply by their behavior and lifestyle, the homeowners have set a standard for how you will respect them in their space. By their actions, they have communicated a standard for how they want you to be treated. So it's easy to see this system of setting standards when it's applied to homes, but it's less simple, although equally true, to see how this same system affects our relationships. What relationship standards are your behaviors and actions setting? Do you love yourself, respect yourself, and treat yourself in a pristine, respectable manner, inspiring others to do the same? Or do you break promises to yourself, not care for your health, not forgive yourself, and not show yourself respect, inspiring others to do the same as well? So what standard are you setting? Many people make the mistake of expecting others to treat them in a more loving and respectful way than they treat themselves. But if you don't love yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't respect yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't keep promises to yourself, stop expecting others to. If you're not faithful to your dreams, your goals, and your resolutions, stop expecting others to be. We inspire others to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. The most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship with yourself because it's in this relationship that we set the standards for all others. And that was a really good pick, Steph, because that did really tie in everything we were talking mm -hmm. about. And, who, uh, yep. and it's so crazy because I wrote that in my early 20s. I wrote that in my early mm -hmm. 20s and knew it, obviously knew it enough to write it yeah. and battled for 20 years after writing that to wow. finally love myself enough to follow it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. But we know the answers and, it, and yeah. it's, it's a challenge. Like I said, we, we, we all know, you know, eat well and exercise is the answer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. but the diet and health industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the answer is really simple. But it's the, the, what makes it not easy is, is the application of it. Because there are so many other things and the needs and desires and insecurities and chemical reactions. So many things that, that, that make it more challenging than it needs to be. But if we do just love ourselves and have an a, 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 a empowered perspective of what we want and see ourselves as worthy of what we want, then the answers become clear and it gives you the strength to stick to that path. And I hope that you all have that strength. And if you don't, I hope I help you with my own journey or my own words. And I know that all of you help me and I appreciate all of you more than words could ever say. I love you all. I'm sending you so many hugs. And everyone says virtual hugs. I'm not sending virtual hugs. I'm sending legit hugs. I'm sending <laughs> hugs. I'm, I'm a hugger. I'm a kisser. I'm sending hugs and kisses and, 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 uh, and all the love in the world uh, that we have. I'm sending it to all of you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for, for reading and sharing. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. I think we have Audible on it. We have a bunch of sponsors that, that Steph attaches to this show. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate, uh, everything you all do, Steph, I appreciate everything you and your team does. 
the best team in the industry. And uh, and thank you for again for doing a show, even though you know you set me off. I really, I know, I know what I do. <laughs> thank you so much, folks. This is the Steve Maraboli podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. We'll catch you next time.